Alrighty, sports guys, pod coming up with Shay. Uh, we chatted about some some footy. Um, this is pre t- uh, MLS season opening for the Timbers, so a little bit happier in tone than it might be in the post post game mortem, but uh, post post mortem of the game. Uh, English, David, English. Um, anyway, good one with Shay. As per usual, we talk some footy, we talk some basketball, um, and uh, yeah, chat the uh, Arsenal Liverpool rivalry that we have at the moment in the current climate with um, the things that happened over the weekend. Which, as a Liverpool fan, not too bad anyway. But um, yeah, a small victory for the Arsenal fans in Shay. So yeah, it's all uh, it's all coming up on Sportsgasmic. So let's get into it. <laughs> Sports Gazic Pod back with Shay this time. Um, how you doing, Shay? Oh, I'm good. Seattle just missed an open net, so uh, <laughs> didn't have the MLS back <laughs> or MLS back. Yeah, well, yeah, and we're we're totally okay with Seattle missing an open net as well. So actually, it was a save. That's sick. Okay, well, that just that just <laughs> makes my point. This giving Seattle shit like a lot less impressive. But anyway, <laughs> Seattle still suck. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a bit of footy. Um, Shay's wearing his uh, Timbers jersey from the looks there. Is that the classic? Yep. Is that the classic white one from years, years ago? Or yeah, the first, our first, like the third kit, the plain like Alaska, like the old school Alaska yep. Airlines writing. Yeah, fuck. That was yeah, I'm starting to lose some letters on it. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been through the wash that many times. Yeah, and in the rain and all that, so the cold. Yeah, so. yeah. I wore it. You know when we won. The Western Conference award there. I wore it to most games, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice so. kit. I can't buy white kits. I think I've talked about it on pod many times before <laughs> that? that I will spill Guinness on it inevitably. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. I kind of gave yeah. up on buying white ones, unless it's like there's a special reason for it. I'll buy some white ones occasionally, but I avoid it just because of the. my. I just have this weird ability to just be a beer on myself when I'm mostly a clean clean guy when it comes to things but i just i'll just be chatting like it's after a few beers and you're chatting away and you kind of half take a sip while you're talking and you just don't yep. you don't compute both actions together and next thing you've got like beer dribbling through your beard onto your white jersey and yeah beard beard definitely hurts it mm-hmm. um i definitely got guinness on this because I, I definitely had it when i was in a big irish car bomb phase uh <laughs> but <laughs> what do you mean phase? i always kept a tide pen for white kits, you know, yeah. Tide Pen. So. Yeah, yeah, I've got one of those here that I always forget to use because <laughs> my cricket whites are incredibly, incredibly not white. Well, the pants in particular because I spend a lot of time diving on the field because I'm terrible at fielding, so they're just covered in mud <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I imagine your dives are more of like a tree slowly falling in the forest that no one hears. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <Possibly>. timber. <laughs> and Froffies is just like, oh, come on, David. <laughs> I don't generally play with Froffies because he's in the division above me. So, um, no, I play... from the stands though. Or yeah, well, he, you call it. he's usually <laughs> playing at the same time somewhere else, unfortunately. Bummer. So, I played two games. I want to make a documentary about you guys. Yeah, he he took a um, he took a five. Um, it's like a stat. It's like a significant stat in cricket when you take five wickets because you've got to take like. 10 wickets like 10 outs to get the entire other team out so if you take five you've taken half of the team out and he, he got his first one ever in his career last week so he's very happy nice. yeah as a hurler yes uh, as, as a bowl <laughs> as a bowler as we call bowler. them but yeah he's a spin bowler spin king right i yeah. remember from beer pong <laughs> <laughs> did that come up in during beer pong did it i can it sure did i'm not surprised I mean, a actually. lot came up during beer pong uh, <laughs> uh, uh you know the ins and outs of uh, socialism, um, Tiananmen Square, uh, you know, just a lot of different things. <laughs> and 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 spin bowling, <laughs> very right, good, yeah. very very varied, yeah. That uh, was the great equalizer. <laughs> yeah, so he was pretty happy last week. Um, I heard that he was being called Michelle because he took a Pfeiffer. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but uh, Michelle you know. Michelle Pfeiffer, he took a five. Oh, <laughs> all right. 
good. Australians are weird, okay? <laughs> Polywogs and didgeridoos. Yeah. You know, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> what we yeah. actually need to do a documentary on is you come to Australia, like, when we've got money to do it, and we just take you, like, through the through some cricket games and then into Australian football season and just just film your reactions to what's going on and trying to explain it to you. Right, like Green Street Hooligans, but, like, happier without one of you guys getting killed. <laughs> Yeah. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh, look, it's kind of like the sixth sense at this point. The Green Street Hooligans has been out for 15, 15 years at I least, agree. I think. So, yeah. At least. Yeah. I was definitely in high school when it came out. I so. saw it not long after high school. So, yeah, I would say it was better. I think I saw it in like 07, like right when, or 08, right after high school and was like, no, I definitely saw it when I was an Arsenal fan. So maybe 09. But yeah. I'm pretty sure. I just sure. remember I- like them. Because him explaining clubs, um, I can't remember that actor's name, but he's been in a ton of stuff. I'm Char- sure you know Charlie Hunnam. Uh, yeah, yeah, sons of he looks like Charlie. That. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like, he's like, West Ham shit football club, excellent firm. Arsenal football club, <laughs> shit firm, great football club. Tottenham shit firm, shit club. And I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm sold on this. Well, you know, one thing that Look. hasn't changed much in the last 15 years is that Tottenham was shit again today, so... <laughs> I know, yeah, we can use that as a segue, so, you know, professional yep. segue, but... Yeah, they're in free fall right now, and it's kind of funny to see. Yeah, I mean, we we discussed when Mourinho came to the club, like, if there would be that, you know, little new manager boon, and they, they had, like, they kind of they weren't... Did. They weren't terrible for a bit there, but it's like... The Mourinho effect has usually been a um, good couple of first years and completely fall apart in the third year or something like that. Um, they've fallen apart in like the third month of his reign. So it's yeah, just they like did an, it it's month, a, monthly. It's like an accelerated version of the coronavirus. Um, he's uh, it's just terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. Oh, well, like they they can score. Like Stephen Bergwijn, who they bought from PSV. Um, who I was like, I was impre- I went and I saw him play when I was went to PSV, and he was like one of those guys. I was like, oh, he's gonna be decent, and he's. He scored a couple of goals for him, and it seems to be like, like, like a really integral part of what could be a better Tottenham story coming going forward. But they can't, they can't, they're just a shambles. Um, and one of our favorite sayings: sixes and sevens across the back a bit. And um, look, Wolves are Definitely. Wolves are one of those teams that if you have any weaknesses, they will exploit them because that second they're legit. That second goal today, I think, or was it third? I think it was the second one where Adama Traore kind of like. He's trucking through. He, he almost went running back style because he was running with the ball. He gets knocked down and he kind of puts his hand down and gets back up. Like he, yeah. he could have just gone down with the foul, but because he's such a powerful unit, he just saw the opportunity to keep going and he kind of barrels through and puts the ball through to. I uh, can't remember if that was Jota for the second goal or who it was, to be honest. I quickly watched re- the highlights while I was yeah. half asleep uh, an hour ago. But um, <laughs> I wonder where he's going to play next year. <laughs> yeah. Traore is like, I don't know. He's amazing. And well. Yeah, a lot of people would take that loss to Wolves this season. They're a legit squad. I would like. I think they're better than Tottenham this season. They're better than Arsenal too. To be fair, like they're just a better, like all around squad. I think. I think they could be. There's, there's, um, they had a really bad start to the season, which like they didn't take many points from their first four or five games. That with, there's a train. Um, that not with that notwithstanding, like if they had a better start, they'd be easily entrenched in the top four and probably um right. I think they could be the and there's an argument they're either the third or fourth best team in the country. And um that if that bad start hadn't happened, I think their position would actually t- say that too. As it is, I think they're fifth. Um, right. they're tied on points with United and with that fifth spot, um they're either fifth or sixth actually, sorry. Um but they're tied with United for fifth spot, which at the moment, it feels notwithstanding with Manchester City and their um, European ban that is currently they're currently banned from Europe, bending all their appeals or whatever. Um, that fifth spot is now the next Champions League spot. Um, so Wolves, right. are, in, Wolves yeah. are in a legitimate shot, and that performance today doesn't doesn't make you doubt any less that they are a legitimate shot at the Champions, which Champions League qualification, which means you know guys like Traore and that you'd have to think might want to stick around and see how the father can That's take true. the project because. Um, it depends if they can get paid, like if they get offers from places that they know they can get paid more. Because I don't know what Wolves' wage, wage structure is to be able to sustain what they're building. But I assume, like the ownership that came in there and and kind of built this side, I assume they've got plans to keep 
going with it. So um, obviously, <laughs> financial fair yeah, play. Yeah, that paycheck can be pretty inspiring, though. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Like I don't know what these wall, I don't know what these guys are on, but you know, if they're on forty or fifty a week, and then you suddenly get offered you know one twenty a week from somewhere else, and Wolves can't match it, then um, right. Obviously, there's some big decisions to make there because uh, you can say what you want about players being paid lots of money, but you know they've got to make their they've got to make a living in ten years rather than what the forty fifty years that most of us have. So, um, <laughs> right. essentially, so you know that that paycheck if they've offered it is significant. But um, all that aside, I think they're a legitimate shot at Champions League qualification. So they yeah. could be they and could be the bummer, yeah not about them, but. United or Everton got hosed today against United probably should have won the game. So that's, you know, United's in free fall, Tottenham's in free fall. Chelsea is, you know, middling right now, I'd say um, kind of up and down. So, you know, those are the teams and don't get me started on Arsenal, but um, <laughs> those are the teams that you would think you'd be competing with. And all those, all those teams are in poor form. Mm. So Wolves have a legit chance at it. It's not just, Oh, they're on this run. Um, it's a really weak Premier League this season, so um, it'd be cool to see them. I think Leicester's in free fall too. They took a bad loss this weekend, so yeah, they just don't, they just don't seem to be able to sustain. They had a really good run right up until I think when we beat them four nil. It kind of like there was all that stuff that um, or Liverpool beat them four nil that they they were like, oh, you know, Brandon Rogers has got Leicester, you know, flying, you know, in, in with the shot at the title, and then. They lost four 0 yeah. and then it kind of just it, they, they that storyline quickly dissipated and you know they're they're still right up in the top four but they need to they need to start getting some points and wins together to keep their spot there really because they're starting to fall back right into the pack. Yeah, and I think that run at, at least at the start is when they beat Arsenal two to nothing and that kind of really set off like the tone of <clears throat> that they were a legit team and that set Arsenal into where they're at, but. Kind of like where Arsenal's at in the league right now, actually, because now that they've been eliminated from Europa, which is obviously not what any fan or member of the club wants, but they can just focus on the FA Cup and the league. So maybe they can climb it with all those other teams like we talked about with Wolves. Maybe they can climb back into it a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, You'll be happy that Arsenal are now the only Invincibles team again, I assume. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah uh i don't know um we'll talk about it uh so it was, it was a rough week for liverpool yeah i know it's it's um i was actually i was watching the game and like at the end of it i was on facetime with andrea and i was just like okay that's fine we're still gonna win the league like i'm wearing like it's a small right. it's like it'd be a nice memory to have and like and you guys obviously I was I was snarky on Twitter yesterday about it because I was just like I know, and I'll have an intervention with you about that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking shit. I was just I I wasn't talking shit to you. I was no, just talking shit in general. Um, right, we'll talk about mainly because bit, well, that, the the biggest frustration I have is everyone says that Liverpool fans are unbearable, and then this is like all of Twitter was like Gary Neville popping a bag bottle of champagne. I'm right. like, come on, man, like. But don't you think that would have happened if it was City or anybody doing it, like that was on that run? Like people would have been like people wouldn't have wanted didn't, City. Didn't ha- didn't happen. We beat City to stop them being invincible a couple of years ago, and it wasn't the reaction. It's just because it's Liverpool. I understand, but and that's that's a fact. But if it was United, do you think? Yeah, no, I I, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I wouldn't, <laughs> have, but I wouldn't have popped a bottle of champagne on Twitter. Like I would have just been like, oh, thank God that's over and that's it. Like whereas some of the reaction is just like. And it is it's a backward it's a backhanded compliment because it shows how much every, when teams are hated that much then it means that they're hated for a reason. Um, right. So and, you know that's and that why, was that's, my big thing. It's that's like, why we hate and that's why my tweets were just snarky because I was just having fun with it to be honest. Um like right, when when, but, I, when I say gold trophies are for Tory voting southerners that's me being right. that's me being like just an idiot right I don't believe that like I would have taken the gold trophy obviously so obviously yeah but <laughs> yeah. and um, it was just a thing where it was like cuz you weren't the only Liverpool fan I saw taking the piss out of Arsenal supporters and it's just like I took the piss out of that Arsenal like Arsenal tweeting about it is what like blew my mind I was like come on well, Okay my point being it's been a shit year for us. We know it's been a shit year for us. Everybody knows it's been a shit year for us. Like, 
we're not cheering against you guys. We're cheering for our past. Yeah. It's like, oh, that, that was the other the, thing. That was the other thing I was going to bring up though, because you used to tell me to stop talking about the past. So. <laughs> well, that was more fun when you guys were bad. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's the it's the it's the reverse of it now. It's like everything's come full circle. So, yeah. Right. But, but I like, I saw some like I, I genuinely, like I genuinely, res- I genuinely respect the Invincible scene because it is so difficult, and we and it showed how difficult it was because we had a bad day, you know, defense, just the defensive line, um, they like played guys on side because one guy was you know a foot back from where they usually are in a good line, you know, that third goal was Alexander Arnold playing one of the most terrible back passes, you know, true MLS style, <laughs> like this kind of thing you'd expect a bad team in the MLS to do. MLS is back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, England, I guess. So that shows how hard it is. And I saw someone say, okay, Arsenal got 12 draws. I'm like, well, they still didn't lose. Like, I'm not saying, like, Liverpool's points total this year is going to be better than Arsenal's was that right. year. So both achievements are like, you know, City's 100-point year, I think is still probably, you say it's, you can argue about if it's better or than the Invincibles or not. The Invincibles is, they're two different achievements. The, Invinci- right. the Invincibles were um, really, like, really impressive because they, they didn't lose, and that's there's a certain like toughness to that, and there's a certain ruthlessness to City's run to a hundred points, um, right? One hundred one points that they just fucking destroyed teams. They lost a couple, including one to us. That was almost it was four three. It was like just a crazy game, but that was like City's style that year was a real cutthroat, ruthless style. Mm. Where they were you know four five nils, and sometimes they'd lose one because they just they 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 like one against us because we were one of the few teams that we and we were just on our up and coming discovering what we had with Mane and Salah and all those guys that were just that that they were going to become a little bit ruthless as well whereas you know Arsenal's one wasn't they weren't quite as ruthless but they, they destroyed some teams but then they just won a lot of games one two nil and uh, and had a bunch of draws and they didn't lose and there's the toughness to that so all the achievements are equally and that's what like my actual reasonable right. football fan thing is that they, they all these all the achievements deserve the appropriate respect the invincibles do deserve the respect because as city and liverpool both being two of the best teams that the premier league has seen by the way they're playing the last few years that neither of them been able to, able to do it because they've had a bad day right uh, and so it's just, it, it's siri, just siri was thing. chatting away saying good night to me just now <laughs> <laughs> yeah good night to arsenal we and arsenal fans really needed it after being eliminated from europe uh, this week, you know, and it again, it wasn't against Liverpool. It was more like, well, as shitty as things have been, not just this season, but like the last four seasons, like yeah, Wenger going out unceremoniously. I mean, we they celebrated him, and it went like he got the respect he deserved. But it it wasn't, wasn't like, it wasn't like club. the celebration that it would have been like you know if he'd left maybe four or five years after that invincible season, and he just like. Right. Left on his own terms, and that's uh, it's always made me sad because I think Wang, like Wanger seems to have um, incredible. Like I, I enjoy his chats, and like how you know that I've talked to you about it before. His Champions League thing, where he's like just told, told the announcers to shut up and listen to the Liverpool fans singing the song because it was beautiful. Like I think he's like a real good fo- yeah. football man, and um, I've you know it was a healthy rivalry I think we had with him. But Kenny got t- at least telling him to fuck off once, notwithstanding. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, that's the heat of the well, moment. That's the heat of the moment. So, we're bringing him back, I think, in some capacity. So that's good for Arsenal, um, and that'll be good for Arteta as well. I mm-hmm. think to just have him in house, if that actually does happen, I think I don't know. The role is still kind of being worked out um, of what what he's going to do with the club, but I think he's coming back. So that's that's huge, and it just does feel like the worst days of Arsenal are behind them now. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been talking about that all season, but, and, you know, this Thursday notwithstanding, that was obviously brutal, um, but maybe it's for the best, you know. Sometimes you got to take a step back to take two forward. So, oh, look, we'll see. Oh. With how Liverpool had to, you know, they, they got the new the ownership that was in there before, uh, up until 2010, um, almost destroyed the club, and we got the um, you know, you know, the Boston, the New England Sports Network, whatever the group, the FSG as they're called now. They would, I think, they were New England Sports or something when they first took over. But anyway, um, you know, they've taken ten years to get to this point. Um, 
and then you know they had to get and they even clopped took a couple of years to get to this point. So it's like it's not it's not a quick road when you've right. gone so far down. And Arsenal did have ended up back in those spots that Liverpool found themselves back in the mid two thousand two thousand tens, early two thousand tens, particularly. Yeah, Liverpool had a season. I was looking at historic tables. There was one year they only got fifty two points in twenty twelve or something like that. Like. Yeah, we're on seventy nine now. Like that shows, like when you're finishing the season on fifty two points as a club that of that stature, it's really quite embarrassing. So, um, and you know, you'll have those two, you know, step back, take two forward things. Like in a a, a brutal loss in the hundred um, nineteenth minute is like just the things that happen when you're trying to get back to where you're going. But um, not that I watch a lot of Arsenal, but I assume how you, uh, the feelings on Arteta because it seems to be like even though things aren't like just booming at the moment. He seems to have steadied because it was really bad there for a bit. Um, spiraling out of control is how I would put it. And then he seems to have yeah. at least just got a grip of the, got a grip of the wheel and trying to, and trying to hold it on course a little bit and find some direction. There, there's still water in the boat, but it's been steadied. Yeah. So we're just doing our best to get it out of there right <laughs> now. Um, well, David Louise in the back line, there'll never not be water in the boat. Um, I mean, right. And, <laughs> They made two signings in January that should help alleviate the fact that David Luiz has played, it seems like, every match for Arsenal. But uh, it does, I mean, that result was devastating. Um, but I don't think they were going to win Europa anyway because mm. Inter Milan's in it and they, they're they just overall better. But So it's not the worst thing in the world. And what a lot of people are forgetting is that's Arsenal's first loss in 2020 and it's march now Mm -hmm. so there's been a lot of draws but not a lot of defeats under arteta so again that one notwithstanding it's been a it's been a good run with him and i think he's done well in the league and hopefully with these other teams kind of faltering down the stretch kind of like they did last year because i don't think any I, i think arsenal is as good as united and tottenham and um on some days chelsea so it does. It's it's a lot different than Emery. It just hasn't completely evolved to where it's going to be. So it's still the growing pains, like losing a match like that at home to an Olympiacos team that's that's very good um, in their defense, but mm-hmm. a match you shouldn't lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly, but I particularly when they, you get that goal in the because Birmingham scored only five minutes before they scored theirs, so it's like you you feel like you get that goal ahead that you're. Um, you just got to lock up the last few minutes, and um, yep. happens in footy though, like you know. And then Abba missed a sitter, um, you know, a minute after they they scored the winner. Mm-hmm. So it's just it was a devastating loss, but now they can focus on things like the FA Cup, which is another way back to Europe, and uh, especially with City winning the Carabao Cup today. I don't know how this mess is all going to sort itself out. Um, I know City will appeal the ban, and I'm sure they'll get like a, a one year. I don't. I don't know what to expect with that. I, I guess my I would I, I appeal think, to your your I, wisdom I, on that. Well, I, I just don't. I don't know what kind of evidence UEFA has, but if they if it is as damning as it, I just don't. There's one part of me that thinks they gave them two years to be able to have the option to fall back to one year and just you know they split it down the middle, but then. If That's you, what I thought. If yeah. your wife has really got a case against him, and if they want to make a point, then you'd probably want to. They might want to fight to keep the two years. I'm, I, I'm a little bit back and forth on it. I don't think it gets completely overturned. I'd be, actually be really annoyed if it did because that like just makes financial fair play that destroys it at that point. You might as well just get rid of it. Um, if City can do what they've done, well, I mean, they might as well get rid of it anyway. It's already been a. Um, it's been laughable, like the fact that you know Chelsea was on it for a little bit. And I think they signed David Luiz under that, or maybe it was PSG. I don't know. It's no financial fair play. This is actually the first. The, the, those, those other bans were for different things. That was like uh, science, transfer dealings that weren't exactly legal, as far as you know, little like financial. This is like the financial. This is the first I think proper financial fair play ruling, as far as actually just being about how their accounts work, as far as their profits towards and how like you know right. Essentially, they're not inflating numbers and yeah. cheating the system. Which, and if you yeah. wafer want that to be a thing, if they want clubs to be a bit more, um, you know, legal with how they sign players, or at least um, 
you know within the restraints of the club uh, and you know there is a there's a certain aspect of it that does mean that it keeps it you know solidifies the european elite cuz some other clubs just may not have their but you know wolves are showing the way to you know getting up getting up there and then you just got to yeah i don't, i don't know how it's going to play out but i think uefa i think uefa want to make a point um and i think they do have a case uh, cuz city quite clearly did did you know they were a th- they were a third tier club in the early two thousands. Like you don't get right. to, don't you don't get from there to here without uh, pumping some money in. And I know that the financial fair play for a couple of years there was um gave you kind of a a training wheels time to get get your accounts in order. But it seems like they didn't do that in time for uh you know their and they're talking about stripping titles potentially and um, Premier League points deductions. Who knows? But the Champions League is the like I think if they stripped the title away from them they would probably take that over being banned from the Champions League because if they get banned from the Champions League, that um, there's the money that comes from that. There's the uh, players obviously probably won't want to come. So some of the players will want to go, holy shit. <laughs> so Stegen just made an incredible save in the El Clasico. Sorry, I've got that on the background. <laughs> it was I thought it was yeah. I thought it was top bins <laughs> for sure and um, pulled off an unreal save. <laughs> Who hit it? I think it was Isco. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I haven't actually seen it properly. I just turn, look, turn my head and Jesus Christ, I thought it was in. I was just getting ready to tell you it was one nil to Real Madrid, but it's not. Um, anyway, but yeah, I think yeah, the UEFA want to make a point. I think that's going to be quite telling to how City's next couple of years go. Is um because they could, I think they're um they've made enough from what they've done over the last decade to be able to once the whatever ban is over they'll be able to get back but whether they can ever be as good as what they are now again although they'll have to recruit properly um i think they've actually recruited well because a lot of their signings have been those they haven't made 100 mil signings they've just made a lot a lot of 40 50 million right. signings um you know guys like um Manano Silva was like a guy that everyone kind of knew of but they they saw the potential there to, for how good he could be so they have scouted well for the players that they've got, even though they've spent a lot on them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that they're in trouble a little bit because if, they, yeah, they, if they're banned from Europe, then it completely changes their next year or two. Even if they're only banned for one year, I think there's some, some of those guys go. Um, Pep goes, I think. And then, you know, I don't think there's a... There's not many better managers in the world from Pep Guardiola apart from guys like Klopp. And, um, yeah, they're not getting Klopp, obviously. So, you know... Yeah, you wonder if, like, even, like, guys like De Bruyne would leave because they don't want to waste years of their prime um, just sitting around not playing in Europe. I mean, that would devastate that team. Particularly the fact that if they – it depends, like – I mean, um, they had a really good performance in Europe last week. They're on course to – Move on to the next round, uh, having the the away goal win at uh, at Real Madrid, which was um, a crazy crazy. crazy comeback. Um, so, you know, it depends how they go this year. They might just win it and then be banned from it for two years. Who knows? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and that might change if the players get that satisfaction. But if they're, if those players that have been there thinking they will probably, I mean, every year they're expected to be in the, at least top four of the Champions League and they haven't got there yet. Um, if they go another year without winning it, all those players that were there expecting to probably have one, um, or at least be a better shot at one the last few years, they'll be quite frustrated, I would think as well. And if they're banned, then. I almost think they're certainly gone um, myself, a lot of them. Right. I just, uh, I know they're like a top four Champions League team, but this season feels different, especially with the stuff looming over it, unless they put all of it into that. Um, they just don't seem like one of the four best teams in the world right now. And I don't know if it's because Liverpool is so dominant in England, so so they're being completely overshadowed, but I don't, maybe I've just forgotten how good they are. Um, and obviously, yeah, I think winning at Real Madrid. Yeah, I mean that win at Real Madrid was uh, Real Madrid should have been up by more, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, but City were ruthless, and um, yeah, look, Ramos getting a red card. It was a, it was one of those ones you look at, and it's like a soft red from the looks of it. But if you're the last, if you put the arm, if you're the defending the last man, and you put your arm around the shoulder. And it's like the the rule is if you're the last man tackle, right. tackle it's an automatic red card. So it doesn't even matter how soft it is. Um, so yeah, look, I think that City deserved the win in the end. Like, if you go and get a smash and grab win at Real Madrid, 
You take it. I remember Liverpool winning one nil there back in two thousand nine. Um, yeah. After just you know that, that was kind of like one of those professional performances, and they they got a goal from a set piece late. Um, you know, you take them every time. Uh, so cities, um, I think some of their performances in England have been. They had they've had a couple of. They had that eight nil win with a five nil up in twenty minutes. That shows that yeah. that, that team I was talking about to you earlier about back in the hundred point year, like the the ruthlessness that they they've had and the right. respect that deserves. It's been on show this year. They just haven't been defensively sound, and that's been the difference. And when yeah, had... and Real Madrid could still easily win that tie. I mean, yeah. Real, I think Real Madrid's a better side this year, but again, that could just be me with blinders on because I just don't pay attention to City anymore because they're just, you know, they're just the second team in England now, whereas there's a great team in England, and I don't know if they're great yet. And they've their last few flameouts in the Champions League have kind of put a bad smell on them to yeah. to. <laughs> like it, they just—it seems like they're gonna choke. At that was any a really good like, article. I'll have to, I'll have to find it. I, I should save these things when I read them, so I'd be a bit, little bit more <laughs> professional as a podcast. Yeah, professional as a podcaster, because I kind of click on them when I see them on Facebook, read them, and then forget about them. It was an article essentially about Pep Guardiola in the Champions League, and oh, <laughs> that go over the line. Oh no, it didn't. There was a header that kind of got cleared, but just from behind the line. I thought, um, yeah. Real Madrid are. Um, this is, they're, they're this not, is going way back to our early podcast. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Be in the same room and be. Oh, watching actually, yeah, no, def- definitely not. A, definitely not a goal. Um, yeah, Real Madrid knocking on the door though. Uh, live updates from oh, really? Clasico. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Messi had a couple chances in the first half, so. It must yeah, be I only. Yeah, like I said, I've only turned on um, for the second half, but. Uh, um, City. There was a, just an article about Pep Guardiola. Just him sometimes trying too hard in the Champions League with his lineups. Like he, he, I think he said, I think it was one back when he was at Bayern Munich where he played a lineup, um, whether it was against Real Madrid, I think, um, where he basically essentially just completely changed the way he lined up the team, like formation-wise, full of tie and got absolutely smashed. And he said after the game, he doesn't know why he did it. Mm-hmm. And they, they say there's just this similar trend. Like even Obviously, he had success at Barcelona, but that was Barcelona. Right. Probably at their absolute best with the like later years of um, Iniesta and Xavi and and Messi obviously in his twenties um, and you know Messi's just gotten better with age I think he was uh, quite like just his pace and stuff in his earlier years um, was yeah so that was much. like probably the best one of the those teams were probably the best I've ever seen I think that was the most dominant part. Barcelona they've been great for the entire decade but like I'm just watching them now and I'm just like they're still not the same Barcelona that was the early 2010s when they won no and those guys because those guys were winning like the Euros and winning I mean not Messi but you yeah know, like David, a lot of those yeah guys David Villa was in that team still like before he moved to New York and yeah yeah um, it was yeah it was an insane team in yeah, a lot of people talk about those Real Madrid teams that won, you know, the three Champions League. Was it three in four years or was it three straight? It was three, I can't in a, three in a row, and I think it was four. Three in a row. It might have been four, four, and five. four and five. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they'll probably be remembered more than those Barca teams, but those Barca teams are, in my opinion, since I've been a soccer fan, the best teams I've seen. Yeah, um, I, I I would tend to agree. Um, so yeah, I don't. I just think Ronaldo was so so good for those Real Madrid teams that it kind of takes away from the overall team thing. Whereas, you know, Messi was great for Barcelona, but they were just so good everywhere. Their back line was insane. And like Messi was, I think Messi is still amazing, but that's mm-hmm. peak Messi. So. Well, look, look, one of those finals was won by Loris Karius. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Karius. I just, um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, go back to that article. It was essentially just saying that um, Pep Guardiola does have, there is this weird thing that when the Champions League, considering that he's gone from, he had Barcelona where he won a couple, then he went to Bayern Munich where he just just fucking stomped the German League and had a still pretty good Bayern Munich team. Um, Right. Because it was still when Robin and Ribery still had a bit in the tank there as well, especially in the early years there. So um, With Mueller and... um yeah, I mean, God, who who else did they have? They were so good too. Like they, well, that, he had Le- um, Lewandowski as well. Like he had right, and Muller and, and Lewandowski um, are still pretty good. Like they're playing like Lewandowski's having a great year again. So it's not like these guys were even younger and um, hungrier then. Oh, they're still probably hungry. But I just mean like that they had that youthful tenacity. Um, whereas Lewandowski and Muller are both on the other side of thirty now. I think so. 
Um, right. And they post um, they post... Yeah, because Arsenal drew them every year. I swear. Back uh, when I when we were at Oregon, mm. it, when Arsenal was still in the Champions League, it seemed like it was Barcelona or Bayern every year. So yeah, <laughs> I remember those Bayern teams really well. I can't believe they didn't win more. I mm. guess like on a national or on a yeah national stage. I guess like yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like it just it goes back to the fact that they reckon Pep Guardiola's just made some odd decisions in the Champions League. When it's come down to these one and two leg like two leg ties, but particularly one game sometimes where it's just gone gone south on him. And not that I've done any in depth study on how like obviously I watched the Liverpool one that we knocked him out a couple of years ago was just an absolute all out assault that Liverpool had in that first leg. And then City tried the same against us and got one goal, but then we got the mm-hmm. we um, hit back with the away goals and it just but yeah that first leg in particular we. we three nil up in 30 minutes and that kind of half put the tie away um you know there's a lot of football to be played after that but it just sets the tone um and i think it was it was pep who his it was pep's byron squad that lost to that chelsea team that ended up winning the champions league right in the in the semifinals no because chelsea beat Bayern in, in the final um oh, okay so and i chelsea think that was, beat, that was either I, madrid or yeah, Chelsea. Still, yeah, that um, Chelsea team beating Bayern. Um, I think. Yeah, that was. What, a, did Chelsea finish like tenth that season in the Premier League, and they still won the Champions League? I think it wasn't quite tenth. They were like looking like they could finish <laughs> like that at one point, but I think they got themselves back at the table a bit. But yeah, it was the Champions League that kept them in it. I think so. Um, yeah, I just yeah, Pep City. I mean, this is this is the year for him, really. Um, for Pep as well, he, he's got some demons to exercise as far as his Champions League performances over the last six, seven years, and and City, City obviously do as well. Just to round it out, that they may may not have another chance uh, for a, a, a few years, um, depending on how it goes. So it's all or nothing really for them. And I think particularly, and it might be a blessing in disguise that the league is somewhat redundant at this point. You know, it's obviously. Um, you know, they they'll never say that they're giving up. And although I think Guardiola has kind of said that there there's no hope for the league now, but that could be a blessing in disguise as far as their hopes for the Champions League, because they can legitimately say, "Look, we just got to pull put it all in this basket." And it might change their mindset a little bit because last year they were in a title fight all the way through, um, and that might have distracted them somewhat. His thinking with that Tottenham Tottenham couple of legs that, which that was just a crazy second leg anyway. That was one of those right. ones, one of those ones that kind of. Tactics quickly go out the window when you're watching a crazy three goals in the first ten minutes kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think it might might actually be a help help to them and help to Pep that he can just fully focus on the Champions League this year. Yeah. Uh, again, I just they'll have to show me it now because I I've thought that they were the favorite to the especially the year uh, Liverpool beat them in the final four. Yeah, I thought they were the favorite to win it that year. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they played Real Madrid in the final, that wasn't even in the final guys... four. That was um before that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they haven't gotten so... through. They haven't gotten through to the. Oh yeah, because you guys played Roma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. Yeah. They haven't even gotten through to the semifinal stage because last year again that they they lost when they were looking. They would they would have been facing Ajax, and I think they would have they probably would have beaten Ajax pretty pretty well because. Um, yeah, City's ruthlessness um, is up there on Tottenham's, and Tottenham just had a, just a lucky, lucky late comeback against Ajax. Essentially, I'd no disrespect to Ajax. I think they would have been a fair chance last year against anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, right, City's but... City's inability to even get through to the semi-final stage has been the the curiosity, I guess. Considering they've and it's been English opposition, and you know whether it's and again, it's just it comes down to uh, questions about Pep's how he's pre- preparing for these. Because his long his long game is um, usually very good in the Premier League and leagues because he's just just keeps winning keeps winning leagues wherever he goes. But the Champions League hasn't happened since Barcelona, which is yeah, like we said, an oddity considering the clubs he's managed in that time and the talent he's had. Right. So we'll see. Um, I also don't think that he's going to stay there as much as he says that he's hundred hundred percent committed to mm-hmm. staying there, even if the ban is withheld or. Uh, is uh goes through um mm-hmm. i if that band goes through I, I think he wants out of there anyway i think he's tired of it yeah so. i think we've talked about i don't that know before. where he goes but yeah 
Yeah, no, I mean, Barcelona might be looking for a manager, so it could be just round out the round the round out the tail and go back there and see if he can rekindle the magic there with Messi one more time. Um, who knows? Wouldn't be a bad idea, and because a lot of people wonder why he left in the first place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and what they could have done if he would have stayed. So, yeah, um, interesting one that I just just literally remembered as the kid came onto the field. Uh, did you see the story about how Barcelona? So. La Liga has this weird rule that if you have a long-term injury, you can sign a player from within the league outside of the transfer window. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So basically, in the you can get special dispensation from the Spanish Football Federation or whoever's running the league, I guess. Um, that if you've got a long-term injury, like a player's out for like three, four, five, whatever months, um, you, can right. ask, you can ask them for permission to sign a player it has to be from spain because it's just a spanish only rule so um so what uh barcelona did was uh, I, i'm gonna have to quickly google where the kid came from it's, it, martin braithwaite um they signed him from oh, come on uh leganes um the controversy was that they basically signed this kid who was leganes like he's um He's there. He was their leading scorer. Like they're really struggling to score goals. They're in the releg- like in the relegation battle. Barcelona went and uh, triggered this guy's release calls and signed him outside the transfer window because for a uh, replacement for one of their, I think it was Dem- uh, Dembele's um, injured again, um, which is just normal. I think I don't know why Barcelona. <laughs> don't know why that was an emergency for Barcelona because he's been injured since he got there. I feel like, um, but. Leganes themselves then can't go out and sign someone else because they don't have a long-term injury, so they don't get that special dispensation. So it was like a really a, a rule I never knew about until this happened. But yeah, basically, Leganes lost their best player, don't have any recourse to be able to sign another player because it's outside the window, and they don't have a long-term injury to be able to get that dispensation to even go somewhere else in the league to find someone. Um, and it's essentially the you know the rich feeding off of the rich feeding off of the poor and. This team right. Was, yeah, it was an interesting one. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but I, I, I couldn't believe that a rule like that exists. Um, particularly one that essentially, basically, is really only helpful to the uh, the top teams like Barcelona, who can just, who can just say, oh, that guy's got an eighteen mil release clause, we'll just throw that money at it because it doesn't matter for us. Um, can he play in like Champions League and stuff? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So I would say that it, it's not surprising i guess that because that helps the spanish league that helps la liga right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Overall, i guess so. barcelona does well um but i don't think he's do that like, yeah i don't know how good he's going to be for barcelona he just came on he just came on for them so um but oh real madrid just went one up while i was, yep, I just got I, the text of course while i was googling that's like it's like the same <laughs> the same rule that you know when you go take a piss someone's going to score um right yeah i said i did say they were knocking on the door though they've looked Right, but it's been a bit back and forth too. Like Barca had a couple of chances too, so yeah. So what's the confidence on a completely different note? What's the confidence going into the second leg with Atletico? Um, oh, reasonable, I guess. Uh, I think it'll be Chicago scores. Fuck you, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing their best, Real Madrid. Chicago <laughs> Fire. Uh, the live updates on this have been great. Um. <laughs> Our confidence is, I'm like, I think the team's a little bit uh, stretched at the moment just as far as there's been a couple of, I think we've had two years of just playing balls to the wall football and it's just the kind of both men. Heavy metal football. Yeah, gag and pressing. <laughs> um, I think it's just, I don't think it's catching up in the sense that I think they still have it in them. To, it's just like everyone's just, it's been, especially knowing that the, the title is so close to being clinched, it could be just, they're all just tight, like, mentally a bit but i think they're all professional and well trained enough that they can get get back into it it's just been a couple of weeks of trying to manage the bodies i think a little bit too you know we didn't right. have, we didn't have gomez in this week against watford which um proved to be the undoing really um not that i think Lovren was personally at fault as much i just think when you put a a defender that's subpar in there it just changes the whole back line it's um right right yeah um I think it'll be a tough, tough test, but it's it's at Anfield, and I think um, Atletico uh, got away with a lot of the dark arts the other week. <laughs> right. um, there was one of those games. I saw the tweets. 
yeah, it was one of those games where I just was like, you know, once I think it was about the 55th minute, I just remember another foul going unpunished that was just really, I was just like, okay, so this is going to be one of those ones. And I think I remember uh, texting Vince saying, I'll just be happy to get it. Like at, at the 60th minute, I was just like, I'll just be happy to go down, one, go back one nil down. Like that's just, let's just take that. No injuries. Let's just get out of here. Like, cause it just, you, you just see the sense of the game. The referee didn't have any control of it or he's just, he was just, um, you know, kind of bowing to the cowing from the crowd and um, kind of letting that. It was just, it was just you could see the influence of everything, and it was, and there was a really good crowd, so that's fine. Like home field, home field is what it is. Um, the referee just shouldn't foul to it as much, but um, one nil down isn't isn't. You know, we came back from three nil down against Barcelona last year, so it's not like we don't have it in us. Um, I hope Henderson's back for it because he's been. Low key, one of the best players this year, and it's no, no. I don't think three nil against Watford happens with him in the side yesterday. I think it might, right? Yeah. yeah, like I think that's how important his uh, his drive on the field is as well, and just his his ability to um, lead both at the back because he he does get back and try to defend as well as get forward. So, um, yeah, I hope he's back yeah, for I, it. But I if think, he's not back for yeah. it, you know, we have we do have the side, the depth to be able to deal with a one nil. Uh, just we just need to get a get a bit get a bit more tight going forward as well, um, tighten it up at the back a bit. Um, and obviously, look, European ties can be <coughs> excuse me um, can be really really fucking weird. We just talked about that Tottenham right. that Tottenham City one, which went you know you could have had your pre match predictions about how how City should manage that, and it would have gone out the window within the first five minutes. So um, I think we certainly I'm quietly confident, but I'm not disrespecting Atletico at all. I think they they have it in them to just park the bus and make it really tough. So yeah. I think yeah, it could, I, I think, think it could be very tight. It could it could it could go to extra time if we just get one goal and they yeah, it could be one of those ones and and it could be one of those ones where we're up 2-0 and they get a goal in the last minute and when we then we're out in the way goal. So I think it's Yeah, I've been I there. <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean I didn't I didn't mean to bring the PTSD back there. Uh, yeah, I just think as long as you guys trot out like that solid back line and if Henderson is back, then, you know, you got your squad and I don't think Liverpool allows a goal at Anfield. And I think if you don't, I think the only way you lose this tie is if you allow a goal, Mm -hmm. um, because I think Liverpool will score multiple, (laughs) multiple goals in the, in this contest, but it's just how many and if they can keep the ball out of the back of the net. Yeah. I think but it's one, one. I think it's one that I can imagine being. It'll be. I'll be texting you saying it's squeaky bum time about the eighty fifth. Like I don't think it'll be easy. I think we'll still be. It'll still be in the balance in the eighty fifth. So when is the second leg? Is that uh, uh, next week next this week? Next week. Nice. I'll be at. I'll be on spring break, so I might. I might be down at the Liverpool bar watching it. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get yourself who else hurt. plays when you guys play? Like who are uh, the other? Two what was the other game on that day? I can't even fucking remember to be honest. Not great. Oh, Dortmund PSG, I reckon. That'd yeah, be good. that's a good double header. Maybe they'd that. have both of them on. Because yeah, that was the that was the Dortmund. I'm ninety nine percent sure. That, yeah, Dortmund game that had Holland score like that tap in, but then score like a twenty five yard weldy as well. Just showing. His... Yeah, I just don't get PSG in the Champions League. Really, it's uh, kind of bizarre to me. But yeah, well, I feel like they should be better. But, yeah, they're another. I mean, last year they got completely hosed by a trash United team and yeah. trash VAR. But yeah, yeah, no, that was one of those ones. <laughs> well, the the Neymar GIF uh, from that that is infamous from that game says it all about how that went. So yeah. right. Um, yeah, PSG is another team that uh, <laughs> I mean, financial fair play back into it. They might be sweating if uh, City's band does uh, <laughs> does hold yeah. up. And there's I don't know what what. Their si- I mean, their signings of uh, Neymar, they've spent a lot of money on two players, really. Um, and yeah, the, the loan loan to buy a year later just so they didn't buy the two in the same year was kind of just a... I mean, it's it's, it's smart accounting. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're another team. They're another team that, uh, you know, P- you would have thought PSG and... Um, PSG and City would be in the top four of Europe regularly and, and neither of them really have been. So yeah, odd... Yeah, so that'll be a fun day of football. Yeah. Um, I don't. It says that is there some sort of weird time thing going on again with Europe, springing forward before they do or something. Uh they might. Yeah, there might be some. Uh, 
Yeah, I think because we change. Do we? No, no, don't you guys change soon? I think so because those matches, like a week from Wednesday and Tuesday, are at four. 4 p.m. Yeah, when I they're think, usually free I think out you, here. So. I think you have your your spring forward this week, so that's what's going to change it. And then, <sighs> um, and then it's always by my birthday, and it's always horseshit when it's on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I get a 23 hour birthday, but yeah, and then they'll whatever. then they'll spring forward as well at some point, so it'll come back to being the same, right. I guess. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's not like us where you guys spring forward and then a month later we'll fall back, and it goes from five and a half hours to seven and a half hours <laughs> minus a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll never figure it out. I'm not a mathematician. I've so I've can... got it figured out pretty well now. Like this with yeah. fa- FaceTiming Andrea and all that, and yeah, I did like back when I had a girlfriend who lived in Australia. But like with you, I'm just like I'm fu- I'm gonna fucking text them right now. I don't care. Basically, <laughs> they'll wake up to it. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm used to, I'm used to like people are always like, oh, don't text me at this time. I'm like it's called cool. do not disturb. It's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I've never I haven't had my phone on anything but silent like in the last decade probably. Yeah. So I don't wake up to my phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's nice to wake up to a message like uh can you believe this fucking Blazers team or what? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, can can you believe this fucking Blazers team? No, I can't. I mean <laughs> It's been devastating. Luckily the Timbers start today and hopefully they ease the pain. Mm. I, I don't see any way that the Blazers make the playoffs now if they're losing by twenty to the Atlanta Hawks. I don't I don't see what the point of them making the playoffs at this point is. Um Well, I think if they're healthy they could take a couple games off the Lakers and, you know, make them sweat a little bit in the first round. So maybe yeah. the Blazers could do that, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like the Grizzlies are leaving the window wide open, just kind of like these EPL teams leaving the window wide open for some lower lower teams to climb up. It, mm. But you can't – you have to take advantage of that, and that's what good teams do, and the Blazers just aren't a good team. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're so far from a good team, it's – Yeah, and it's funny, like, um, with Melo being there, it's actually not like – it's it's I, I keep coming back to the fact that we we kind of uh, whiffed on you know letting Harkless and Amino and those kind of guys go that were really glue guys last year and um right and just didn't didn't find the right guys to replace not only their production like because they weren't always they were sometimes like didn't have great games when they came off the bench but they they still did there were liabilities in the yeah. playoffs <laughs> but. They, but I mean, we couldn't afford them at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and we got we slapped some band aids on a lineup, and then you know and it just injuries didn't work. continued. But yeah, and that's, uh, and that's mean, the other thing we've had, haven't had Nurkic and Collins all year. Um, to more Dame Col- right now. So yeah, like, and you know Collins was has really been like towards the end of last year was really starting to show that it, there was a player there that we um were hopeful would be you know part of that band-aid to cover for Nurkic's absence and then he goes down as well um and then you've really just got Whiteside as the big man and um and look he's he's putting up the stats he's just he just doesn't quite do enough to fill out what the the production that the guy like Collins is you know a lot more well-rounded as a player and well he's not doing enough to that can fill up Nurkic and Collins yes exactly (laughs) That's yeah. it's impossible for any one player to do basically. So I mean, there I guess that would be the the pathway back to the to the playoffs would be if everybody gets healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's three starters back with CJ and Mello. Like that's a it's a good team. Yeah. Um, and you know the Grizzlies have Triple J's out a couple weeks. I know because of my fledgling fantasy team, but it, it's just the Grizzlies. I don't think they have staying power, and I think that the Blazers have a way better chance against the Lakers in the first round. The, if the Grizzlies get swept by the Lakers, I think the Blazers could take a couple games, if mm. not push them even further, So, if they're healthy. So I thought Collins was going to come back in February, and we got a 29-day February, and it still didn't happen. I thought Nurkic <laughs> was going to come back in March. So maybe they're getting close. Yeah. But right, I mean, that loss yesterday is like – I think it was like around 10 at halftime. And the next time I checked the score, it was 20. It's mm. like Atlanta, man. I, they, they're playing okay ball right now, but that's just unforgivable, especially when the Grizzlies beat the shit out of the Lakers yesterday without Triple J. So, mm. 
And then the Pelicans are on the rise with like I don't know how much of you've seen of Zion over there, but it's it's the I real haven't watched deal. too many full games, but I've I've certainly I watch Sports Center here and there and yeah, obviously the Zion Zion gets his run uh, pretty well on the on the highlights packages and yeah, he's who we thought he was. Um, injury, right. Injuries aside, the the player that we we all saw in college, um, you know, I, I think I think none of us doubted his abilities. It was just we doubted his ability to stay on the court, and that's still that's still um, up in the air until we can really look back in ten years and see how much he's played. But he certainly ha- he's right. He he's been on the court since he got back from that injury and um, and looked like um, an an alien. Um, he is a monster. Right, he is. <laughs> He should be in Space and, Jam too, as one of the one stars, um, just because he is just so out of this world. Like even more so, like right. you know, like we've often said, LeBron's like a freak of an athlete, um, and he he is in a different way. Just uh, Zion's size is just un, un his size and how he uses it is unreal. Um, mm-hmm. It's just the athleticism to be yeah. that big. Um, they do play tonight, the Lakers versus the Pelicans, so that mm. might be much wa- must watch TV, even though. The Timbers are on at the same time, but <laughs> it's one, the first like, match. I was watching the um, Shaq and Penny thirty for thirty the other day, and like, a, yeah, this magic and, moment. Yeah, and watching the um, Shaq, like youthful Shaq highlights, it was like that's like the first time I've seen Zion is the first time I've seen that kind of athleticism since like right. you forget how good Shaq was as an athlete and he's yeah, young, and younger, Shaq was younger even more lean, of a freak of an athlete. Is younger Lena than Zion. Yes, yeah, I, I, think I would agree. You see another Zion before you see another Shaq. Yeah, but I don't think you'll ever. I, well, we can't say that because we, you know, we never would have thought we'd see LeBron until we saw LeBron, and right. So yeah, you sure. never know what you're gonna see. Yeah, but you know, Shaq, you know, those you forget. After Seattle cause... sucks. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <Forever. laughs> just missed another open net. Just had a goal disallowed. They're wearing those ugly kits that we all have to wear this season with the three stripes. Like, oh god, yeah. I don't know if I'll be buying one of those. Um, yeah, ours are not that bad, but Portland wise. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, he just missed a tap in, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Chicago's new kits are pretty dope. But yeah, anyway, I haven't actually had a good yeah. look. I haven't had a good look at all the kits. Um, but. Yeah, um, Zion is yeah. He particularly the Pelicans have a decent little team around him. Um, you know that's the kind of team that could get into the playoffs. And Zion's one of those X factor players that can you know you have squads that are, you have those teams that are just really solid all around and can get through the playoffs because they're a good team. Um, the Pelicans certainly are a decent team, but Zion's that X factor that can sometimes be two players in one, um, kind of like LeBron was for Cleveland for a lot of years. Um, you know, kind of let step them up a level beyond what they should have been um and zion could potentially do that for new orleans as well i don't not certainly not to the point of winning a championship this year but um maybe 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 just maybe just making it interesting in the playoffs a little bit you know getting a few wins making it tight and they could get through some rounds i don't know um i haven't watched them as a whole enough to know but um yeah i think he's gonna he's gonna be one of those players that's gonna change the way a team it certainly plays against them in the playoffs compared to just playing the pelicans yeah, and obviously I want the Blazers to win the the eight seed, which isn't even uh, <laughs> yeah winning anything. But if not the if the Pelicans get it, then that'll that'd be an extremely fun series with a lot of those old Lakers guys that got traded for Anthony Davis, and then Anthony Davis going against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Basically, those, those guys going against each other, and you know Brandon Ingram, and you know to a lesser point Lonzo, um, just because he hasn't really. Lonzo is a fine player, but he's probably not the number two pick if you go back and draft that draft or redraft that draft. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the draft that Tatum went three. So Tatum would definitely go one now, mm-hmm. which we can talk about him in a second. But still, even like all those old Lakers going against their team, they they probably don't. They're probably not thrilled that they got shipped off to New Orleans from LA. You know, yeah. that's where guys want to play. So it'd be fun. Um, yeah, like I said, I I still hope the Blazers get it, but need Dame back sooner rather than later, and then uh, as well as the big white guys. So yeah, and yeah, well, there's one note on Dame. I think we need to make sure that he comes back healthy too. We don't want to, particularly with this season going the way it is. Um, certainly ha- happy for them to go like when the playoffs are available to go for it. 
but don't go for it at the expense of like Dame. We need to start thinking about how next year is going to go as well. And right. We, and we want to hopefully the back front office has a plan to you know make sure the squad's in a little bit better shape uh, going into next year for a solid good run at getting a good playoff position. And you want to have Dame healthy for that. You don't want to you don't want to um, you know run him into the ground this year chasing a possible eighth seed. Um, right. And and then have that flow on the next year. I think Dame's. You know, he's had a pretty good career as far as his health goes, hasn't had major injury issues. Um, but those can start coming if you keep pushing a guy, like, because he does just play balls to the wall when he's out there. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's not going to, he's not going to be the guy that wants to just like shut himself down for the rest of the season. Yeah. Just to stay healthy. So, I mean, that's why we love him. And that's, you know, hopefully what will lead us to the playoffs. But it does seem, it's just seems really bad right now. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I don't. Did you catch any of this uh, Giannis versus Harden uh, dispute? I haven't really. I haven't really. No, I saw the Bleacher Report notifications come through, and it was one of those things that I meant to look at, but because just it wasn't really something I I was like seeking out. But if you could fill me in, that would be great. I saw Giannis. I saw Giannis throw the fucking ball off his. Was it Harden's? Oh, head that was or? last year, though. Oh, was, I was it? Watching okay. That in my liver, living room with my dad. <laughs> I, I was watching it live. That popped up on my Twitter the other day, so I just yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite play from last year. But um, yeah, Giannis said something like he just doesn't like the way that Harden plays, basically. And I don't know if he called out Harden um, specifically, but just like how some guys play, where it's dribble for 18 seconds, run into the lane, and get fouled. Mm-hmm. Which, if you look back, is how LeBron played a lot um, at the end of Cleveland and even in Miami and stuff like that. So a lot of players have been like that, and you know Westbrook is kind of like that, even though he's a terrible free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. But so he kind of called Harden out on that, or he just said he didn't like that style of play. He mm-hmm. didn't say like it's not successful, it's bad or whatever. And again, I'm painting my side of the story, Harden supporters would probably paint it differently. And then Harden came out and said, I'd love to just be able to be seven foot and dunk all the time. There's no skill to that. And it's like, all right, dude, if you're going to say like Giannis, there's no skills to Giannis's game. It's, uh, it's yeah. So that's where we're at right now. And like, yeah. I think Giannis had, and then Harden also said that he averages more assists than Giannis, which he does. But Giannis averages like seven more rebounds yeah. a game than Harden. So it's like, and on assists, it's only a couple away. So it's like, all right, dude, you're just like, two I new, don't know. Two new Real Madrid. Oh boy. Yeah. It's one, one in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, is it? Thank Fuck. you Comcast for not giving me BN. <laughs> I don't even know if I can order it to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, so that's what's going on right now. And I think, I don't know. Harden just came across as like, sour grapes because i think he's like he's gonna be stuck with that one mvp i don't think he'll ever get another mvp so yeah um because i think it's Giannis's this year and then i think after that it'll be a battle between Giannis, anthony davis luca um so those three probably and then mm. probably maybe zion i don't know maybe in a couple of years so yeah i mean but, yeah zion if he can stay fit and is continuing and that's the play. same with luca yeah if he can stay healthy um but yeah there's a, good, there's a good young crop coming through, which is great as basketball fans. Um, yeah, yeah, terrible draft this year, but uh, good young crop right now. Yeah, and who knows what these European guys? You know, a lot of them like there's a bunch of um, European guys like your Porzingis's and Lucas, mm. like that you just don't know about until they get into it into the league because there have been some flameouts, but there's also been like you're really extreme success stories you know like the spurs had for years so yeah it does feel like a weak draft right now but we don't really know how to judge these european guys yet Mm. so and then like the rest of like like i think the top five picks right now in a mock draft aren't going to be playing in the ncaa tournament so that's fun is is lamello one of those top five at the moment i haven't yes so they're either international or they're on terrible teams or they're james wiseman who has been (laughs) yeah yeah, well, I've got so, my I've got my Looney Tunes Lamelo Ball uh, Illawarra Hawks jersey from his NBL days. So 
Nice. Very much, very much hoping that's uh, like just becomes a collector's item in future years. Well, and you'll love it has road, it has road run, it has Roadrunner on the Ro- front, it has Slam Magazine sponsorship on the front, and it has Bull's name on the back. So it's it's a, nice. certainly a unique jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well. You'll like that, you know, whatever mock draft it is that I seem to look at, like no matter where where it's from, where they have the Knicks, that's where LaMelo Ball is going to go. He's definitely going to be a Nick. Oh, well, look. So, yeah. like, whether they have the third pick or the fifth pick or um, wherever the Knicks are going to pick, that's where LaMelo is going to go because of, like, the needs of other teams. Mm-hmm. And Wiseman, you know, Anthony, Ed- a lot of people have Anthony Edwards going to Golden State, which makes no sense right now. So a lot can happen. Mm-hmm. But I think Wiseman will go to Golden State if they get the number one pick, and they'll be the Warriors will be insane next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yeah, we've had one year off from the Warriors being insane, basically. Right, yeah. and who knows? Who knows with you know how these guys come back? But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Steph, Steph's coming back this week, isn't he, or next week, something like that? I remember he was meant to come back. The weekend, I think. Yeah, got delayed. he was supposed to come back today, but right, they yeah. pushed that back. And now people are already talking about, you won't get this because you guys do your dates backwards, but <laughs> blowing a 3-1 return date, like blowing a 3-1 lead. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah. But never forget. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It's an it's an audio but, it's an audio meeting, but that was uh, the Draymond bobblehead. So it was Draymond. No, that was Ste- that was Steph with his two MVPs. Okay, it looks like Draymond. Yeah. That is a terrible bobblehead. <laughs> no, you got to see it in person. Okay. <laughs> Wait, show show it on screen to me again. I only had a quick look because I was sipping, but I just I just his head looked like Draymond. How do I do this? Yeah, a little bit. It still looks like Draymond to me, but yeah, it's got the two MVPs, so it's definitely not Draymond. <laughs> it's like a, mo- yeah. a lot of bobbleheads don't really look right, so. This one looks exactly like him. That is, yeah, the, the Larry Bird one is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> some some people just have the faces for the caricature of it, and some don't, I yeah, guess. They're yeah, they're called ugly people. Bobbleheads <laughs> 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 are not meant to be attractive. <laughs> uh, so if you have a white guy from Indiana with a big, stupid, round face, he probably looks as good as a bobblehead. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, it's a good thing Larry Bird is good at basketball, then, eh? <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah. Uh, <sighs> all right. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I am at about the point where I need to get get ready for work. So, we'll, um, yeah, I know we had a few I'm other things for a piss. <laughs> I know we had a few <laughs> other things on our agenda, but as usual, we usually get. I wasn't expecting to um, have a lot in-depth conversation about Pep Guardiola, which was good though. So, it's, yeah, it's we all... can have like bullet points and like a budget of what we're going to talk about, but it's always just going to be a free-for-all. So. Yeah, which is exactly what the pod was always meant to be. So that's always good. Um, and I'm glad that I, I had, last one I recorded with Vince, I had technical difficulties where the computer just decided to just overload, which it does. I know it's done it with We've us. We've been before. there. Yeah, it's just it's so random because I'll close out all the programs, restart it, and like. It'll be fine for days, and then we'll just randomly do it. So, yeah, I don't know why. Um, but we had a smooth run today, so good stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, I, <laughs> and now I get to go to work for nine hours, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm technically at work, so got that yeah. going for me. No, well, the podcast is now professional then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, until next time, we'll uh, be slinging some beers and staying sportsgasmic. Playing